0: This episode of the Startup Life is brought to you by PeopleReady. Startup Nation, you have a lot on your plate. The last thing you need to stress about is finding quality staff or the available work you need to be successful. Save time and headache by working with a trusted staffing partner that meets your everyday needs. People Ready is a national staffing provider with over 600 locations across the country and 30 plus years of experience serving people just like you. They specialize in a variety of industries including retail, manufacturing, logistics, general cleaning hospitality, construction, and more. People Ready understands that you're busy and on the go. That's where their mobile app, JobStack, comes in. Use the app to place orders or find work 24/7 or wherever you are. And as social distancing continues to change the way we interact with customers, colleagues, and our everyday lives, JobStack provides the ability to find the right temporary workers or work you need while eliminating the amount of physical touch points needed in the staffing process. Visit PeopleReady.com forward slash Startup Life to learn more about how you can partner with PeopleReady. This episode is sponsored by Swanson Health. Startup Nation, Swanson Health has been producing quality vitamins and supplements, foods, healthy home, and self-care products for over 50 years, since 1969. From the heart of America, Swanson Health carries over 20,000 wellness products at a great value. Pick up all of your favorite health products, plus discover new ones for your wellness routine, all while leaving money in your pocket. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use code STARTUP20 for 20% off at Swanson.com. We have a link there in the show notes if you listen to the replay on the podcast. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is the Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, once again, you know, we're in this era, COVID-19, and even though we're actually starting to open back up the economy, As business owners and startup founders and even career minded professionals, uh, we still need to figure out how to navigate because just because the economy is slowly opening back up, it's just not all systems go. And so today we have the perfect guest to kind of share with us how to slowly and methodically, but more importantly, uh, you know, in an intelligent way, how to navigate moving forward. She is the founder and CEO of Dr. and Associates. As well started, May. she's also uh, was seeking some knowledge at Southwest. We'll talk about that a little bit. She graduated from Christian Brothers and has an MBA from Rutgers. She's also the 2018 recipient of the Memphis Business Journal 40 Under 40. She is a proud sponsor of the Startup Life uh, podcast. And we like to welcome our good friend, our amazing friend, Danielle Reed. How's it going, boss lady?
1: Hey, it's going great. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: No worries. Are you ready to pour some knowledge in the Startup Nation today? And Always, always. Oh, awesome stuff. We just want to say before we get into it, once again, we want to put it on. Danielle, thank you so much for believing in our show. Thank you so much for supporting our show and stuff like that. Startup Nation, you may not know this, but Danielle was one of the first sponsors of this show. And so we will be forever grateful uh, to her, her team there at DR and Associates. But I definitely want to get that in there uh, really quickly. So. If you would, please, man, just kind of share with us your origin story. Who is Danielle? How did you, know, how did you come to be the success that you are today?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, my story is still being written. Um, yeah. So I've been um, working in marketing for a little over 12 years. And mm-hmm. I worked for a couple of big six firms uh, in New York. So some of the largest agencies in the world got right. to travel and do all kinds of things. But I still wasn't happy. You know, I um, made my way up from marketing associate to senior manager and I still, You know, I wasn't fulfilled with it, and you know, I worked on some of the largest campaigns for some of the biggest brands you can think of, like Coca Cola, um, Nissan, uh, United Healthcare, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Doing a variety of things, everything, uh, working on campaigns that included, you know, marketing campaign management from initial, you know, hey, you know, when a company comes in, hey, we need to do a new marketing campaign for something new that we're doing, whether if it was public awareness. Or even if it was, hey, we want to do, you know, sponsorship events, you know, X, Y, and Z and do guerrilla marketing or, you know, something like that. So just a variety of different, um, you know, marketing campaigns and things. And, of course, you know, afterwards, hey, what are our results? How can we improve Strat- you know, strategy being number one. For sure. um, and one of the things I always noticed was that I never saw that same talent reflected with smaller businesses. I never saw where, you know, they had someone knowledgeable to say, hey, here are ways that you can pivot your business, even if it was with e-commerce, in which now, you know, everybody's like, oh, I have an online business. Mm -hmm. Well, how can people find you? So, you know, it was just a thing of where I saw, hey, more and more people really needing the talent because, of course, you're going to always have people out there who say, yeah, I do marketing. But they don't really have, you know, a wealth of experience and they don't know how to leverage data. So, you know, I said, hey, let me start, you know, doing some things on the side, part time, you know, seeing how it works out, reaching out to those small business owners that need that opportunity that I see, hey, your brand can be better. You know, I started doing that in 2017 and uh, in 2019 on October 1st, you know, I really been kind of putting it out there like, I'm sick of corporate, (laughs) Mm, you know, I want to do more for myself because I found myself where I was literally working myself to, and I'm not going to say to death, but literally working myself around the clock from, you know, even from the input on, you know, I tell people, I always think about even when I accept the job, like, what's the commuting time? When do I wake up? Right. What do I put into it? And that was one of the things I was like, man, I'm putting in so much and I'm getting so little out of it because it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, October the first of twenty nineteen I say, you know what? It's time for me to go full time with what I've been doing on the side and neglecting and I did it.
0: So I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I definitely got some follow up questions uh, about what you just talked about, you know, specifically like, you know, people who say marketing and things of that nature and also that big business strategy to small business, you know, and things of that nature. But I want to ask you this because you talked about making that leap. Talk about that leap. Talk about that conversation in your head a little bit more, you know, who did you consult with? Who did you, you know, what mentors did you talk to? Like t- walk me through that, you know, from, you know, day one of like deciding to do it and then day two when you actually did it.
1: So, of course, just like how I said, you know, mm-hmm. I'd already been doing it part time, right, you know, right. on the side and things like that. Um, And I always tell people there's nothing wrong with working a full-time job and being a part-time entrepreneur.
0: Absolutely. Say that one more time because I want to make sure we get that point across.
1: (laughs) There is absolutely nothing wrong with having a full-time job and being a part-time entrepreneur.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for saying
1: that. (laughs) I am a a big believer in always working your dream. Mm. If you put it out there that, hey, this is something that I love doing and I want to do it for myself – put the effort into it the same way you do your career so that you can ensure that your dream, because when you have a job, you're you're living someone else's dream for them. Right. Someone else came up with the idea and they said, hey, I want to have this company. You're helping them fulfill their dream. So help fulfill your own. I hear that. Um. So for me, it was, I'm not going to say it was more of necessarily, um, me talking to anyone, it was basically me do, me doing research. Uh-huh. So seeing, of course, um, in, in the area that, you know, we reside in, of course, I kind of researched the other agencies to see what do they do? What do they specialize in? You know, getting background on who their staff is and things like that. What's their experience? And I looked at it like, okay, hey, I've been recognized by Google. No one there has. So why can't I start an agency? Or, you know, I start to look at, okay, well, nobody here necessarily knows how to leverage data analytics the way that I do. So I have an upper hand in certain areas or even looking at who is their target target Who is their target consumer? Because even as an agency, the same way with a business, you have to realize who are you trying to do business with. And I looked more into detail on how many of the larger agencies focused on these big businesses that could pay them $25,000 a month retainers and things like that. And of course, the first thing a small business owner says is that's unattainable. Mm. So for me, I said, okay, well, I know it's, you know, plenty of companies out there, they can't necessarily afford $25,000 a month, but they can afford... Five to ten, or even if it's just, hey, I just need some social media help. I'm a startup company; they can afford something. But in their head, if they're already being being approached by these larger agencies, and these larger agencies are telling them this outrageous amount of money, <laughs> you know, they're wow. already saying, "I can't afford to get marketing done." Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was already coming up with a strategy before I made that leap. I was already coming up with a strategy. I asked a couple of business owners I knew. I was like, hey, have you ever been approached by any, you know, other agencies? And they were telling me, yes, I have, and here's what they told me. So I'm basically getting, like, the inside scoop on, you know, hey, what are they telling people when they sell a service to them? And, you know, I'm even, you know, doing some of the numbers, and I'm like, yeah, that was, that was really expensive. You know, even, you know, once you take in paying staff, account for paying staff and things like that, and then I said, well, what were the results that they said they could get for you? And I'm like, well, if you're paying, you know, anywhere from a hundred thousand a year or even a quarter, you right. know, to over half a million a year, and you're not seeing the results that you want, <laughs> you know, you're going to end up, you know, like, eh, if you got to cut your marketing budget, that's going to be the first thing you cut. Is that agency? Right. So, you know, basically, I sat down. Basically, took about maybe three months um, after the birth of my daughter. Took about three months and. Kind of was writing everything out on, okay, if I take this leap, I have to make sure I have X, Y, and Z ready. You know, I've already been doing it for so many years. I had to basically overcome being in the shadows because for so long, because, you know, I was always, and of course, being in marketing is a male dominated
2: right. arena. Right.
1: You know, I was always kind of told, hey, you know, we want you to kind of downplay what you do, you know, things like that. So it took me a while to build myself up to the, to actually get the courage to say okay I'm ready to step out because you know because of my past experience in it because I was always underneath male leadership most of the people that make the decisions in marketing are normally are normally male and right. I'm knowing okay you know, and I've told people before my story that, hey, I've gone to interviews where I've had men tell me, "Oh, it seems as if you're bragging on your resume because you put on here your awards that, you're, that you've received, you know, and things like that." And so, for you know, a while, it kind of had me second guessing myself. Mm. So, you know, I when I decided to take that leap, you know, I did it and the response that I received was overwhelming, you know, and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because so many people were like, oh, well, you have so many other people that claim they do marketing, but they don't have corporate experience. They've never worked for a real marketing agency. You know, I had that talent to be able and that experience to be able to say, hey, I've traveled the world working on marketing agencies. I've not only done you know, some stuff in Memphis where I just post on a person's social media. But if you want to reach someone nationally or globally, I have that experience and I can bring it to you. So um, the response I got from it was, you know, really well received. And uh, soon after, you know, I connected with a couple of people who, Um, I already knew (laughs) one of them who's Andrea Johnson and uh, basically became my business mentor, Uh, but also one of my clients, Crystal Oliver, who she uh, works in real estate and um, also does, you know, financial, in the financial area, but she became my mentor as well. So basically, you know, with those two people and then, of course, you know, feedback from, you know, my previous account directors and things like that helping me along the way That's really what's been, you know, my my stronghold to say, hey, I know I'm on the right path and they can see what I'm doing.
0: Um, Understood. Understood. Thank you for sharing all of that. I want to ask a quick follow up because you talked about it in your previous answer. You talked about it just now. So I want to ask you about this, because. One of the things I love about Danielle Startup Nation is that she's extremely conscientious, right? She, all her, you know, very meticulous, all dots, all eyes, dot all T's cross things of that nature. And so, what I'm curious about is how you are able, and you're great at this, how you're able to bring those big business ideas and strategies to small business right because you know because i imagine at first you got to get the small business to understand you can't implement some of these things you don't have to have all these you know millions of dollars in your marketing budget to achieve some of these things how are you able to bring those big business concepts to small businesses danielle
1: well the first thing is educating okay um is educating business owners for many business owners I usually end up seeing where there's an untapped opportunity mm. or sometimes I'll see where not only is there maybe an untapped opportunity, but something that they're missing the mark. So for a lot of people, they just say, oh, I only want to advertise on Facebook. And I'm like, well, who, tell me more about your, tell me what your your dream is. Tell me who you see, you know, buying your products, who you see utilizing your service it's basically doing a deep dive so anytime when i first bring on a client one of the first things that i do is that i go through and i create their brand personas for their target consumers and then i do their brand voice because you have to know how to talk to who you're trying to reach hmm. and if your messaging doesn't relate to them they're they're just gonna you know skip over and be like oh, no i don't have a need for that but if you know who your target consumer is if you know what platform they're on, what what are the best times to reach them, and what your ultimate goal is, that makes it a lot easier. Another thing that I always tell business owners, and that, of course, think, oh, I can't necessarily afford marketing, is that I always tell them, your marketing should be your largest area of investment. And for a lot of people, it's kind of hard for them to get into the, well, why should I? You know, that's always the first thing on, why should I invest in marketing? Right. Well, Number one, you want to have brand consistency, mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing of all because you want to make sure, you know, hey, people can tell, like say for, well, well some professionals can tell, say, so say for me, uh, normally if it's like a big brand, if they usually change agencies, I can tell because of a different copywriter mm-hmm. <laughs> that's writing out gotcha. their posts, right. you know, and so you want to make sure that you're always consistent. And so, even if it's just something simple, from your logo change or from the way that you're, say, if you're doing like e-commerce and you're doing, you know, like a retail product, Mm -hmm. even the way that you take your pictures, that can attract different consumers. So, little small things like that make a major difference. Um, And I'm and I'm always preaching that to my clients, and even just making sure that you you're staying at the front of their mind. So knowing that, hey. If you know that your target consumer is online at 6 a.m., you need to have a post going up at (laughs) 6.06, you know, so that you can be right there in their timeline. So, and that's another part, you know, and of course I'm going to, I preach this all the time, knowing your data. Because so many people Mm. don't know how to leverage the data that they receive on their consumers. And that's going to be a major issue, especially uh, coming up in the future.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Everybody's always collecting data you know, to make sure that they're targeting the right way, you know, like you talked about, like making sure you're having that post at 6.06 if your target audience wakes up at six o'clock and stuff like that. And then considering the time zone and stuff like that as well. Thank you for sharing all of that quick follow up, because you talked about having a brand voice. And I think that's something that, you know, uh, startup nation can definitely benefit from. Talk about what that takes to build a brand voice. What does that look like?
1: the major thing is that with brand voice Mm -hmm. is who do you want to be online? What do you, um, and so say for instance, I always use this really good example of how online Wendy's, if you ever watch their like Twitter or anything like that, Wendy's, (laughs) yeah, Wendy's is like this kind of, irritating little sister, but Mm -hmm. people love it. Right. But because people think that, you know, think that it's funny, you know, so it reminds you like of those little weedy kids who say, you know, little things or, um, try to think of another brand with a really great, um, brand voice. If you think back to, um, say now this is an example of a failed brand voice, but say how, um, a couple of years ago, dove caught a lot of flack for a campaign they had, you know, where women were, you know, <laughs> right right and which i know what they were trying to go for but they missed the mark <laughs> right. but the way it's the way that you connect with your customers online and for some brands they necessarily have never done a brand voice and you can tell they've right. never done the research into who uses our products or who do we want to use our products what do they do what do their daily lives consist of are they mothers are they fathers are they are they caregivers for their parents you can tell in certain posts when a brand has actually researched their brand voice. Now, mm-hmm. another um, company, well, I can say brand, that I work for sure. that has a really great brand voice, and the team there does a really good job, is uh, with the, the United States Navy. Gotcha. If you look at their campaigns, you can see the brand voices are done out in detail. You can tell when they're speaking to parents. That are you know have high school students that are graduating versus when they're talking to that college student, you can clearly tell the difference in the advertisements, and they do a great job. Um, and a really good agency. Um, over there, so you know those are the major differences in knowing who do I want to reach, where are they? You can't say, hey, I want to reach, you know, say for instance, if it's a you know you trying to reach. 13 to 21-year-olds, you aren't going to be on Facebook because they're not there. (laughs) You know, that's when you're going to be on Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, you know, or you can't say, hey, I'm trying to reach professionals and I'm only on Facebook, And which, of course, yeah, you will get some on Facebook, but you can't say that, but you're not on LinkedIn. You're not, you know, getting those, uh, you know, you don't have any, you don't have any, um you know, retargeting. So those are like the smaller things that you want to know, hey, how am I reaching my consumer? And you can clearly tell sometimes when people are just speaking generally Mm -hmm. instead of doing deep dives into who is our consumer because every, again, every agency doesn't necessarily look at it like that or they don't believe it's important. And once you get in those brand voices and those brand personas, your marketing and your results
0: change. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing all of that, Danielle. For sure. You know, you said something that I thought was really interesting. Where you talk about like when you going back to the dove example, right? It amazes mm-hmm. me how like even you know the ones who do have the big war chests for marketing and stuff like that, even they still. Mr. Mark. So I think it just goes to show startup nation that no matter how much money you have in your marketing budget, you know, developing the proper brand voice doing the proper research and being mindful of the data is super important. It's not always about how much money you have in your marketing budget. So I appreciate you sharing that, Danielle. Well,
1: and not, and and yeah, and, but not only that, Mm -hmm. another major part that I try to tell people is that when you have a, a global product, You need to have a a diverse marketing team. I tell people all the time, and this is something that I really applaud one of my professors from Rutgers, uh, Dr. Holmes. Mm -hmm. He always talks about how diverse companies that have diverse teams from diverse backgrounds are always more successful because they're going to bring in those different points of view. They're going to, someone on the team is going to think about something you didn't think about. And those companies are not only more successful, there are some of your most innovative companies
0: out <laughs> there. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. Once again, Startup Nation, we are talking to Danielle Reed, the founder of DR and Associates. And if you want to contact uh, Danielle and her team uh, to help you with your PR and marketing stuff like that, make sure you go to the show notes, drandassociates.com. We have a link there for the show notes. If you're listening to the replay uh, on the podcast, for sure. Make sure you, uh, Hit her up. Clearly she is very good at what she does. So, Danielle, let me ask you this. You know, we're dealing with this world global act of God pandemic that is COVID nineteen and we're all trying to navigate it. And you've been doing an amazing job uh you know on social media and your website. Uh, about sharing, you know, those business tips with small business owners and, and things of that nature. Kind of share, you know, why you thought that was super important for you to do, and what are some of those business tips we should be mindful as we navigate this global pandemic?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, I tell people because so many people were fearful. You know, I I put it like this: a lot of times, the people who were fearful knew they weren't operating there. Um, their their business correctly. Mm. Anytime when there's anything that goes on in the economy, it shows you, okay, who was barely hanging on, you know, versus who had things done correctly. And times like this are times when you pivot and you decide, are you going to be a victim or are you going to be a victor? Mm. So for most people, it's all about, are you pivoting? I tell people all the time and I always preach this, is your website done correctly? Is your website SEO'd? Are you keeping it updated? Are you reaching those customers that you want to reach? Because with a lot of my clients, especially those who do e-commerce, they didn't miss a beat. <laughs> they right. And they haven't. Because we're making sure we keep fresh content on their websites. We're making sure, hey, people are at home now. They have money. You know, for a lot of people, I think the assumption was, and of course, you know, i I feel for those who were, you know, laid off because of the high number of unemployment uh, right. claims and things like that. But people were st- are still shopping, um, especially with for some, you know, who are unemployed and they're receiving the uh, federal bonus. They're getting more than what they did when they were working a regular job and they're sitting at home board. <laughs> so right. guess what they're doing? They're going online. They're shopping. They're mm. saying, oh, I need that. Right. I need that." And for a lot of my clients, they've seen an uptick in sales since covid nineteen right so I tell people this is the time, and things like this are going to decide what companies were stable and who decides to actually earn our business after this is over. You know who has said, "Hey, let's run a sale while people are sitting at home, or those businesses that have said, "You know what this is the perfect time i have a I talk about this all the time." Mm-hmm. I had so many business owners that I saw that were worried about getting SBA money, right. and then were complaining about I haven't received any money from SBA. And I said, Hey, but you're sitting on forty thousand dollars worth of winter inventory mm. that you could be running on clearance right now. Right. <laughs> because next year it may not. Well, this upcoming winter it may not be in style. So go ahead and run a sale on it so that you can get a so that you can make that money. So even if you know, for some people, they say, Hey, well, I got the you know the uh, PPP loan, but it was only you know, so many thousands or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, well, hey, you could have sold some of your inventory and you wouldn't have had to worry about that. So that's one of the things that I've been, you know, saying to businesses, you know, to business owners, even those who have looked to start businesses during this time. It's like now everybody realizes, okay, I just realized there's a whole group of people that are comfortable being at home, or there are these people that are working from home, how can I reach them? So I've seen also an uptick in people who say, um, authors who are looking to, hey, I know there are kids at home now, uh, you know, their parents may be working and they, they're looking for audio books to reach them. I want to make my book into an audio book,
2: right. things
1: like that. Um, so This is really the time, just like I said, when you decide is your victim going to be a victim or you going to be a victor. So knowing Mm -hmm. how to pivot your business, because for so many people, they didn't realize how important an online presence was before this moment, which I've always preached it. What is your website? Where's your website? Where's your website? Um, And not only just knowing where's your website, but is your website optimized for Search engine is it optimized? Are you doing any type of retargeting? Do you know who your you know who your customer is? Is it a website that you actually have paid for? <laughs> you know right. not just a free website and I tell people all the time you know your website should be one of your most important investments, even if it's just you know you find someone to do it for three hundred dollars because people are going to be turned off if you're going to dot free site whatever dot com mm, yeah. rather than you know, come by for me.com. And so for a lot of people, that's just going to be, you know, a major thing. And for those people who are into marketing, another area that now, even with me, I've already been making this pivot with my customers is knowing, hey, Google's kind of changing a couple of things, (laughs) you know, with third party cookies. Right. And so for a lot of people, it's like, oh, now I can't collect that data on these customers anymore. What am I going to do? So this is really just a time where people are being able to test out things. They're being able to make those changes and they're seeing where, hey, I'm going to be good, you know, for the next six months. And even once this pandemic is over, because it will end. And I don't, you know, of course, I'm not a, Uh, I'm not an economy major, (laughs) but I tell people, you know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But I'm like, well, hey, if you're if you go ahead and you're making these sales, you're good to go. So for most of my clients, they just we just pivoted. And if anything, you know, we were thankful that we already had everything in place that needed to be in place for their success.
0: I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing all of that. And, and Startup Nation, what I hear in that answer, and you heard it from Jeremy Gucci, the CEO of Trend Hunter. You heard it from Joel Peterson, the chairman of JetBlue Airways, and you're hearing it now from Danielle Dr. and Associates. Like, there is opportunity in the chaos. So, you know, if you're sitting on that $40,000 of inventory, there's opportunity there. One of the things we always talk about here on The Startup Life is that, you know, value is the name of the game here. Offering those sales, offering those value bundles and things of that nature. So, Daniel, I appreciate you sharing that for sure. Yeah,
1: most
2: definitely, most definitely.
0: All right, Startup Nation, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. This episode of The Startup Life is tucked in nice and tight by Philip Stein and the Philip Stein Sleep Bracelet. Startup Nation, getting quality sleep is super important, especially for those of us as entrepreneurs. I know for me, if I don't get enough quality sleep not only do I not perform well while working in my business or exercising, but also it really affects my mental health and that doubt starts to creep in. And that's the last thing we want as entrepreneurs. Also, with everything going on, good quality sleep is important to repair the body and support a good immune system. And that is why, Startup Nation, I wear the Philip Stein Sleep Bracelet. The Philip Stein Sleep Bracelet uses natural frequency technology to reinforce our biomagnetic field to improve deep sleep, length of sleep, and overall sleep quality. This helps produce a healthier heart, regulate weight control, and helps strengthen the immune system which helps destroy bacteria and viruses. Right now when you go to philipstein.com use code SLEEPEZ and you will get 10% off the entire store. That's promo code SLEEP capital capital E capital Z. So if you are ready to be more productive in leading your business go with the Philip Stein Sleep Bracelet proven to be natural and safe to give you a better deeper sleep this episode of the startup life is brought to you by the risk management society startup nation the risk management society or rims is a global organization dedicated to the profession of risk management for nearly 60 years rims has delivered the latest strategies and resources that allow risk professionals to grow innovate and succeed in any business rims works with industry leaders to produce content and online training that business professionals turn to topics include business continuity cyber risk risk management techniques the fundamentals of insurance and more there is also a private members only site where people can discuss sensitive issues and get honest answers members have been leaning on each other as we all navigate this global pandemic If you're concerned about the safety of your employees and the sustainability of your organization, you need the resources and connections RIMS provides. Learn more at go.rims.org forward slash startup life. If you're listening to the replay on the podcast, we have a link there in the show notes. You can save 25% off a year long membership. So if you're ready to get the resources and strategies you need to manage risk, go with RIMS and join their global network of over 10,000 members across more than 60 countries. Support for The Startup Life is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Startup Nation, personal grooming is super important, not only from a hygiene standpoint, but also from a confidence one as well. And that is why you need to have a tight haircut and well, a nice groomed undercarriage as well. And when doing that, you don't want to use the same razor, do you? That's just absurd. And this is why our friends at Manscaped have given you another option. Introducing the all new Lawnmower 3.0 by Manscaped. This lightweight and waterproof razor features precision. Engineer blades for safe trimming in sensitive areas and a 7000 rpm motor with quiet stroke technology ladies father's day is just around the corner and this will make a perfect gift for that guy on the go use code the startup life in all caps for 20 off and free shipping on your brand new lawnmower 3.0 at manscaped.com we have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on the podcast and while you're there be sure to check out all the other products from manscaped.com as well so for proper manscaping without the fear of hurting anything go with manscape trust me your family of jewels will thank you. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. So, you know, once, you know, one of the things you were talking about earlier as far as like, you know, marketing and trying to figure out, you know, who's credible and who's not. And DR and Associates, Startup Nation, is extremely credible because it's one of the few agencies of its kind that's recognized by Google. And not everybody is able to say that, uh, Startup Nation, uh, you know, and, you know, Danielle, you know, you, you know, we had a. A mutual friend or a mutual ex friend who kind of did something similar to what you do and stuff like that. We ain't going to get into that. Uh, but what I want to ask is this, you know, when people say they're into marketing and they do what you do uh, and uh, what are the some, of, I guess what I'm asking is what are some of those red flags you should be looking for? So that way, if you're going to hire somebody, like a Danielle Reed of DR and Associates, what are some of those red flags you should look for to say, like, you know what, maybe I should go with somebody else because there's something my spidey senses are telling me you may not be the person to help me with my marketing and my business.
2: Yeah,
1: most definitely. So um, I know for one, you know, and this is not necessarily downplaying someone who hasn't gone to school for of it. But not. I tell people, you know, look to see what is their education in because for most people, even if they work in the corporate side, because no matter if it's marketing, communications, public relations, normally most of my colleagues that I know, regardless on if they have an agency or not, they're going to have usually a bachelor's degree or higher
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because they wanted to show, hey, I'm taking this serious, and I want for other people to take me serious as well. So guess what? I want to continue my education. Um Almost everyone that I know, you know, who's in, who's a professional that I know, who right. who who does, who's in our industry, they have some type of degree, whether it's in public relations, public communications, uh, um, you know, something of, you know, business, whatever the case may be, because right. even they they just want to learn those skills so that people can say, well, say if someone says we declined you because. You know, no one on your leadership team has a bachelor's degree, and that's a very real thing, especially when you go up for uh, submitting bids or government contracts. They mm-hmm. ask, what's the experience of your leadership team? Right. So that already gives you a foot up. Um, another thing that I tell people, um, like for me, I don't talk about myself on my website because it's not about me. It's about what the services that I provide to my clients so, I tell people when you go on a, a person's website that they say they have an agency, but they're only talking about themselves and they feature themselves more than they feature their experience or what they're able to do for you that's a That's a red flag there I hear that. um basically paying attention to what what goes on because for a lot of people they The the signs may be there, but they necessarily don't put two and two together. So knowing, hey, let me look at this person's LinkedIn to see if they claim they've worked on all these big campaigns or if they've had all these clients. Let me look on their LinkedIn to see if they have any referrals. For many people, that can be one, you know, red flag. And I've seen uh, in other cities where you've had some people who have tried to say, for instance, you know, even fake you know, make fake referrals from using fake profiles and things Mm. like that. And, you know, you just do your research. Um, Now, for some things, you necessarily can't find them out about individuals. Um, And I tell people this all the time, like there are some PR awards that you necessarily can't find uh, because they may not be publicized because they're industry only or things like that. But just do some quick research on the person. Or do some quick, you know, do a quick Google search on this person claim that they worked on a marketing campaign for this person. You know, sometimes you can't find it, but if the person tells you, like I tell people all the time, if you search Daniel Reed Memphis, it's going to pop up and show you a couple of things about me from other publications. Mm. So that's a big that's a big thing And knowing, look at who those publications are from, because... Again, I've seen people, you know, they put in for an article from somewhere in India or somewhere, and it's only about them. It's not, again, not about their capabilities, but it's only about them. But just doing your research and paying attention, asking them, well, do you have any references?
2: Gotcha. Um,
1: or if you found out that that person, say, for instance, you may have found out that that person worked on a marketing campaign for X, Y, and Z brand, send them a simple email to say, hey, Why did, how did, how did this project go? Or are you familiar with this person that can stop you from, you know, from wasting your time possibly with someone who isn't truthful about, about their background, their
0: capabilities. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. And I wanted to ask you that because there's a lot of people, look, a lot of people who are want to do their business, right? They want to do it with fidelity and they're looking for help. Like they're genuinely looking for help. And unfortunately we have people who try to take advantage uh, of that, I, I'm I'm often reminded from when I was working in banking. Somebody came in uh, with their EIN number. Oh uh, no, they didn't have their EIN number yet, uh, Danielle, and they were saying, "Yeah, I got to make two more payments to get it." I was like, "Wait, what? What are we talking about? You got to make payments to get your EINs." Apparently, somebody was charging them three hundred dollars to get an EIN wow. number, right? <laughs> and so they had made the first ninety-nine dollar payment or something like that. And so, yeah, so I'm always fascinated by the, the type of scams that people uh, come up with to try to uh, take advantage of not just small business owners, but just anybody. Honestly, well, and I regard. think,
1: too, that for and I try to tell people that some of these scammers
0: mm-hmm.
1: could be really good salespeople for a legitimate company, Facts. <laughs> you know, Um But it's like they don't use their their talent for anything positive. They look at it like, oh, I'm going to take advantage of this person because I need to get, you know, X, Y, and Z done. And I think that it maybe falls into the sometimes when people hear these scammers and they're, they're talking and they're convincing them that, oh, yeah, 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 she seems so knowledgeable or he seems so knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just think oh, well, they sold me. You know, it's kind of like when you buy a lemon. You know, you're like, oh, but this person gave me such a good pitch on why it was such a great car, and I ended up with a lemon. So, you know, it's just that knowing how to see through the fluff, and that's what I tell people a lot of times. I believe in – my tagline has always been real results for real people. I don't believe in giving people fluff. And I've, you know, had where – even when I was preparing to hire some interns that are starting next week, Mm -hmm. you know, I could, when I was looking through their resumes, I'm like, this is fluff, (laughs) you know, tell me about the real you. And I've seen that when people send out marketing proposals, they'll use all these big words and I'm looking through it and I'm like, you know, and I've had some, you know, new clients who have sent me out proposals that former companies have sent them. And I'm like, yeah, this is a bunch of fluff because a lot of these words don't even make sense. They don't go together. That's not what this means. That's not what this means. But People assume that when they see all these big words on something, oh yeah, they know what they're talking about. Got gotcha, you,
0: got gotcha. you. Thank you for sharing all of that. Once again, Startup Nation, it's that conscientious nature uh, that Danielle uh, brings to the table when she works for you uh, there at Dr. and Associates. And if you want to contact her, once again, the the website is Associates dot com. The email address is info at Associates dot com. And if, but if you want to call directly, if that number is six one five nine three 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 six. Eight, one. Uh, plus one uh, international code for my London listeners, because, you know, we're on funky media radio there in the UK. So we want to make sure we service them uh, and give them that contact information as well. So, Danielle, let me ask you this. When you go. You no. Know, so somebody goes to dr and associates.com and they check out this a beautiful website she practices what she preaches startup nation She so they go to this beautiful website uh and they they hit the contact button and they want to start that consultation walk us through the process from the time they hit that consultation button and they start interacting with you and your team and then you know what what does those uh those onboarding conversations sound like is what i'm asking
1: well, usually uh, when someone – and it depends on, of course, what a client needs. Sure. Some clients contact us and they only need a website. Right. But um, we're real big on – people ask us, do you have a price list? We mm. can always tell people, well, that wouldn't be fair to the consumers nor us. Right. Because it could – you know, somebody who may need a three-page website isn't going to pay the same price as someone who needs 30,000 items loaded right. in a detailed e-commerce website. Right. Um, but the first thing is getting to know them And seeing through the first consultation, knowing what are your business needs, what are your desires, who are you trying to reach so that we can start to build out those brand voices, those brand personas, and then taking it from there. Um, So, of course, you know, initial consultation, depending on the client, lasts anywhere from 15 minutes to one hour, and we gather uh, everything that's needed to do a preliminary research on your brand and to get out, you know, those here are some ideas that we think you need, We, you know, for pricing, right. things like that. And we're extremely detailed in what we do. And then showing them areas of opportunity. Um, so say, for instance, if it's a person who they may only need one item, but we see, hey, you you want this item to sell on your website, but your website is outdated. It hasn't been updated since, you know, 2015. We saw, we went through your website, some links were broken. Mm-hmm. Showing them that we're not just a person who you're about to just pay some money and you won't hear from us again. We want to build that 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 relationship with you to show you, hey, we're more than just a vendor. We're a partner. We're gonna this is a partnership because we want to make sure that our clients are successful. Our our success is built off of the success of our clients.
2: Um
1: so that is a really big part on it. Just showing them, hey, here are some additional opportunities because again, you know, working, you know, in this industry for so long, I've seen where there have been areas for opportunity, but guess what? They didn't, they never presented it to the client or to the brand or anyone because they felt like, Oh, well, they're only paying us for X, Y, and Z. And that's it. That's a missed area of opportunity. Absolutely. Um, so making sure that we tell them, Hey, here are some, here are some things maybe you should take into consideration or here are some of your competitors and what they're doing. And you can do this plus 10, So showing them that we're more than just, you know, some people behind a computer who, (laughs) you know, are really good with numbers and are really good with marketing, but showing them we're in this to be a partner with you, to be a resource to you. Um, And from there, you know, we always give our clients a timeline of things, um, depending on some clients only need social media marketing. So that's probably one of our biggest areas of opportunity especially with small business owners because a lot of them you know they don't know they they just post on on Facebook and and keep it going they don't know anything about when their when their target consumer is online or when you know what are what are their habits of those consumers so that's a big area of opportunity and so say for with those clients you know that begins a relationship and we always tell them hey give us the first few weeks to kind of reprogram you know what you've done because i tell people these are not it's not just analytics anymore these are learning computers Mm. that are running these programs so they look to see what habits has this person formed you know has this company formed and we kind of have to go and erase what you've done especially you know for some clients they may post at midnight because they're up but their target consumer is has been offline you know so us having to kind of reset what they've done, and go back through and try to push it out to say, "Hey, hey, Facebook, this page isn't dead. We're here. Let us spend some money, you know, with you. Let us try to reach who we're trying to reach. Let us try to get back to how we should have been." But the client didn't know, you know, you know, wasn't experienced in social media uh, analytics or marketing, so. Um, that's probably a big one of our biggest uh, target areas as well as you know with small businesses and helping them know how what social media marketing is and using those brand personas. But of course, we do have clients where you know we're on a one year, two year retainer, which is actually really good. And we do some of everything for them, and we enjoy doing that because we built that relationship.
0: I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. Once again, Startup sure Nation, we're talking to. Danielle Reed of DR and Associates here on The Startup Life. So let me ask you this, because I know that, you know, you you have a young daughter. I know young Liz is asleep right now. Uh, (laughs) And and, and I want to ask you this, because you were talking earlier about being in this field, being in marketing is male dominated and things of that nature. And and being a woman of color, that's, you know, that's a whole nother, uh, you know, dynamic there as well as you engage uh, in this uh, field and things of that nature and you have a quote on your on your facebook page and i want to read it really quickly Startup Nation, and you were asked what is one of, that one thing you admire about being a woman of color entrepreneur and your response was being able to inspire the next generation of female entrepreneurs entrepreneurship something is something that really wasn't discussed when I was being raised. So to show the next young lady that you can do it and be successful will hopefully inspire them to do the same end quote. So I want to ask you this because, you know, mentioned Liz earlier, what are some of those tools as she gets older that you want to share with her that you didn't necessarily have when you were coming up as far as entrepreneurship and things of that nature? And why is that okay. important to you? Um. So,
1: you know, and I tell people all this, you know, my, my career by trade as a data scientist. Um, And when I was coming up, they were, it wasn't a push for women to be in, especially women of color um, to be, you know, in, in the science industry, (laughs) you know, it was always, Oh, that's, that's for men. Mm. Um, And it was only honestly, probably once I maybe got around 21, 22, where I started to actually see, and this wasn't, and this isn't just, you know, any one particular area because of course I live in a couple of different cities, but it wasn't until, you know, I honestly got in my early twenties that I was like, Oh, okay. And, um, one of my aunts who, who passed recently, you know, when I kind of told her about, Hey, I want to be a business owner. She kind of pushed me towards it because she wasn't necessarily a business owner herself, but she did, um, she actually was responsible for bringing a – she was a regional director for a foster child placement service that came to – that she brought to her city. Um, and so you can kind of say she was kind of like an entrepreneur, but she still, you know, was worked in corporate. But gotcha. she was that person who said, well, hey, if you want to do it, you go and you do it. Um, and it was kind of like growing up, I never knew any. Any women that own businesses, I never saw it. Now, I did see men, you know, who were business owners because, you know, local store owners, things like that, but never women and especially not in, you know, the science or technology arena. And so, you know, I think it's all about now exposing you know, people, children, especially to those opportunities, because for so many people, they're raised and, you know, people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You just right. only want to be a doctor, firefighter, you know, police officer, you know, the typical career areas that, you know, normally on career day, that's what they show. And even now, you know, I look at, you know, like career day when I've gone, and I've spoken, you know, at area elementary schools and I tell them what I do and they're like, Oh my goodness. They're, you know, all the kids are like, Oh wow. We didn't know. You know, a lot of them even say, we didn't know that I could have a job doing that. Right. <laughs> you know? So, right. you know, it's just basically about getting exposure out there and letting people know, Hey, here are some, even if you don't want to own your own business for, for, for little girls to be able to see, hey, you can do this job. This is this is a career option. No, Just being able to expose them to different things, even if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, but just knowing, hey, this is something you can do in a career. If you love numbers, if you love statistics, here's something that you can do, and you can do it on multiple levels. So just basically exposing them to, to things that they maybe haven't seen before. And it's just really about you know, about just exposure, showing them that it's options out there, that they don't have to go and just say, oh, I want to go to college and I want to just become, you know, um, a teacher or whatever. Showing them, well, hey, how about not just becoming a teacher? How about having your own, owning your own tutoring center or owning your own resource where you sell in products to the schools, things like that. that. So showing them those different options. That's gonna be a major thing. Yeah. I hear that.
0: Thank you for sharing all of that, Danielle, for sure. Danielle, what's your entrepreneur superpower and why? <laughs> <laughs> My
1: entrepreneur superpower. Mm-hmm. It's seeing I I think that it would probably be seeing the potential in brands that brand owners maybe they don't know that it's there. Gotcha. Um so for me, of course, I work in, you know, marketing, but for some people I'd run into them and I'm like, hey, have you ever thought about doing this with your company? And they're like, no, mm. never thought about that. Or they have a vision, but they don't have anyone to pencil out that vision for them. Gotcha. So I would say that's my entrepreneur superpower I would most definitely be being able to show brands capabilities and where they can go and they haven't thought
0: about it before. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that for sure. And so before I ask the last question, Danielle, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for supporting uh, our show and and being a partner for the show. We really appreciate you so much. You have no idea how much we appreciate you, Danielle. You Mm -hmm. really uh, are are a blessing to us here at the start of life and we'll be forever grateful to you. Uh, and once again, Startup Nation, her, her company, uh, DR uh, Dr. and Associates, drandassociates.com uh, is the website. If you listen to the replay on a podcast, info at drandassociates.com. And the phone number is international code 1-615-933-3681 uh, for sure. But now, Danielle, I'm actually going to turn the microphone over to you because there's a Somebody out there in Startup Nation, especially with everything going wrong, they're feeling a little stuck. They're feeling a little afraid. They're feeling a little, you know, uh, uh, afraid to kind of move forward. Kind of share uh, a little bit of words of encouragement to take us out for today.
1: Don't be afraid. Um, I always tell people the only thing that you have to fear means that it's going to be something that's going to change your life for the better. Mm. Um, I've never known of anything that scared me and wasn't, a better, you know, something that was going to make my life better. Um, take the leap. And not only that, build a team around you. I, from my mentors, one of the things that they always press on how they've been, become so successful and how they see their brands are growing is that they built a team. So if they know, hey, I need help with x y and z and this person is an expert hey you come get on my team Mm. you know if they know that this person is good at something hey i need you on my team i need your help don't be afraid to ask for help if you don't know if you know you aren't that great at it go ahead and seek the help of someone who is no matter what it may be because guess what that's going to allow you more time to do what you love and it's going to save you time in the in the long run i tell people all the time I've taken over so many marketing campaigns where a person wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to do it themselves because they didn't know how to leverage the data that they had. They didn't know anything about their customers. So knowing that you can, hey, I, I can find someone out there who can actually help me and my brand. That's going to be the most important thing. Find, building that team to help you live your dream. And don't be afraid to take any chances. I'm, uh, so You can look at any successful entrepreneurship story. It's always going to be about hey, they took that chance, and even when people didn't believe in them, they believed in themselves. That's all I got.
0: I hear that. I hear that. That's, thank you so much. And that's going to wrap up this session of The Startup Life. Dan- Danielle, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it.
0: No worries. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, The Startup Life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, startup nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.